There's been more of scientific discovery, more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine than in all the ages of history. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode four of the Recruiting Feature Podcast. Before we get into uh, the interview for this episode, uh, I just a little bit of podcast news. The podcast is still available on www.rfpodcast.com. It's still on iTunes, but it's now been added to Stitcher. Um, Stitcher is spelled S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R, and it's an Android and iPhone app. If you've not come across it before, um, it's a kind of a series of radio stations and and podcasts. Um, It's a kind of another way of um, broadcasting and listening to information, and I would would highly recommend it. So um, download the app um, from the Google Play Store or the Apple um, uh, Apple App Store, and uh, then search for Recruiting Feature uh, to find the podcast. So that's uh, Stitcher, S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Now, on to uh, the interview for this episode. So in this episode, I'm interviewing uh, Claire Lewis uh, from Willis. Now, a really interesting interview, this one, um, touches on something that I think is an issue for um, lots and lots of recruiters in lots and lots of sectors at the moment. Um, and that's um, skill shortages. So um, uh, Claire is talking about specific skill shortages in her industry um, and the, the fairly innovative approach that Willis has taken to dealing with this problem. Um, again, there's lots of uh, other interesting stuff um, about the uh, candidate experience in there as well. So um, it was a really interesting interview and it is my pleasure to bring it to you now. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another podcast interview. Um, today, I'm talking to uh, Claire Lewis from Willis. I saw Claire speaking at a recruitment innovation conference last year, um, and I thought it would be great to uh, get her on the show um, and, uh, you know, find out um, a bit more about some of the things she's, she's, some of the things her and her company are up to. So, hi, Claire. How are you? I'm very well, thank you, and you? Yes, very good, very good. Would you just like to sort of introduce yourself and uh, tell us who you work for and what you uh, what you do? Sure, no problem. I am currently head of resourcing for the UK um, at a company called... We're a risk and brokery intermediary organisation, and um, we have around 17,500 associates across the globe. Okay, that's uh, that, that's fantastic. So actually, um, you broke up slightly there when you were actually announcing the name of the company. So it's uh, it's Willis, isn't it? That's correct. Yes. Yeah, fantastic. So, what are your um, uh, what are your sort of biggest recruitment challenges at the moment? I think there's a couple of things in, in terms of the you know from, from from a Willis perspective. What we're looking at is we're looking to to streamline a lot of our processes and really focus on the candidate experience as well as finding the best possible talent for our hiring managers. And I think that leads to probably my second challenge in that we, we have a skill shortage in in the UK at the moment with certain certain type roles, particularly where there's a technical requirement or it's quite a niche pool of candidates that are able to perform the function. So we as an organization as well as an industry are having to get really creative about A, how we attract talent to our organization, but also B, how do we look to grow and develop individuals into roles that perhaps we don't have the skill set that we need at the moment. 
Okay, that's that's um, that's that's really interesting, and I know that in in your sector there are some particular uh, pressures at the moment. Um, what you, you sort of mentioned of sort of being creative, creative about the way you sort of attract uh, this kind of talent to the organisation. What what kind of things are you doing to um, you know to solve that problem? I think one of, one of the things that we, we look at, and there's, there's obviously a variety of, of options, is one of the things is that we've got quite a large presence in the local Ipswich market, which, again, the, the challenge with that is, is that it's on the main line into the city centre. So we've had to look to partner with local businesses and, and, and the council to create an awareness of who we are as an organisation. I think, you know, when you look at the insurance industry, not everybody leaves school one to become an insurance broker so you have to take what the company does to the market and talk about the different types of roles and 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 sometimes you know share the the excitement in terms of what happens within a, a risk and insurance broker what are the types of things that they do um, in terms of from a, a, a development a long-term perspective sometimes it's about looking at attracting the right fit from a culture perspective and then investing in the individual with training development sending them on courses or, or upskilling them in, in, in terms of some of the on on the job training okay cool that's uh, that's that's um <clears throat> that's that's very interesting and um i i can see uh in that kind of environment why candidate experience would be something that would be uh so so important um how what's your what's your approach to giving a great candidate experience are there specific things that you do you measure that you that you look for how does that how how, how does that work I think it's one of those things where we certainly by no means um, at, at the point where we want to be, but certainly what we've started to do is that it's, if you, you take the feedback from your candidates where perhaps it's not worked ideally or perhaps where they've had less than desirable experiences at other organizations and you try and factor in processes to, to make sure that they don't have the same experience. When you talk to a lot of candidates, often their feedback when it's been less than positive is because you know they applied for a job and nobody acknowledged them they didn't get feedback the time between them applying and 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 either receiving a, a, a negative or even sometimes a positive response is is, is too long so in, in, in summary, what we've tried to do is we've tried to, where possible, make sure that we acknowledge every application. We try, we've tried to decrease the time in which we get back to candidates. We've also tried to make the system slightly more interactive and user-friendly than perhaps you would have experienced had you got onto our website 18 months ago. Okay, so it's uh, it's kind of a real uh, a real driver for you. That's uh, that's that, that's really interesting. I think lots of people uh, talk about the candidate experience, but don't necessarily um, do anything about it. So it's great to hear um, that you're that you're kind of addre- ad- ad- addressing that. What mm-hmm. um, in in terms of sort of in, in, innovation for um, you know your approach and what what you what what you do? What does what does innovation sort of look like for you? What are you what are you sort of doing or trying? Um, for the first time or doing to sort of be dif- different from your, your competitors um, this year? One of the things that we, we, we've looked at is, is that we, we're, we're almost stripping things back and going back to basics. One of the challenges that we have, and it's not just 
Willis specific, I think it's most organizations today, is that we now have a case where we have five different generations working under the same organization. And so whenever you look at your benefits or the way in which you attract talent, you can't just assume that a one-size approach fits all. You have to have various ways of of interacting with candidates, um, whether it's through LinkedIn or Twitter or Facebook. And for the insurance market, which very much is is, is quite traditional in the way in which it attracts talent, we're really having to challenge ourselves to step outside side of the way we've done business before and how um how are you how are you kind of finding that because i know as a um as an industry there are there are regulations and and you know uh, obviously um <clears throat> you know, things like social media haven't always been um you know you but perhaps looked upon too favorably in in in, in your kind of sector how, how are you sort of finding that that challenge it's 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 definitely a, a multi-pronged approach i think one of the things that that has been particularly insightful is sharing some of those stats with our hiring managers and 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 it's often the key is the communication and giving them an insight in terms of the marketplace and 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 when they have insight it's they're able to make more of an informed decision one of the things we also look to do is we look to make sure that we spend a lot of time talking to partners outside of our organization, and that's where your PSL is often so key because they're the ones that are in the face of, 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 of the, the public, if you like. Yeah. They deal with multiple organizations, and they're able to give you some insight of what works and what doesn't work, and you take that feedback and that, that input, and you tailor-make it to suit your organization and the different areas that you support cool okay so it's kind of all about building that um you know building building that business case and i think there's an interesting an interesting angle in terms of uh you know talking to the people who are um who are who are, who are talking to the candidates on a on a on a on a daily basis um what else is kind of on your on your radar so for, for 2015 are there any uh technologies or approaches or anything that um <clears throat> you know is of interest that you might that you might be doing or thinking about doing i suppose that the the, the, yes it's as i said we're looking at stripping back what we do and really getting back to basics and really assessing everything in terms of the various different touch points in our recruitment process so naturally technology has plays a key role there um it's 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 a relatively new team that i manage at the moment um within the willis you know uk division and so we really want to get back to basics we want to get our service delivery a lot more slick and more robust than what it is perhaps been historically and once we've got those in place it's then easier to go from good to great and 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 that for me is always i suppose coming from a recruitment background it's all about getting your your basics in place because you can't be great if you don't have or if you have major flaws in your 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 fundamental processes Absolutely. No, I, 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 I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. I think that's a, uh, that's a brilliant approach to be taking. Well, thank you very much for uh, talking to me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for the opportunity to, to, to participate in something like this. Brilliant. Thank you. 
Hello, thanks for listening to episode four of the Recruiting Future podcast. A great interview uh, from Claire Lewis at Willis there. Um, The next edition is um, coming soon. I'm editing it literally um, in the next couple of days. Um, And if if you've got a story to tell and you want to appear on a future episode of the the podcast, um, please get in touch. You can find me on LinkedIn. um, Alternatively, you can email me at matt at metashift.co.uk. Subscribe to future episodes of the podcast using iTunes or Stitcher. It's also available on SoundCloud and at www.rfpodcast.com. Thank you very much for listening. This is my show.